When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your Welcome to the Clubhouse. How you get everyone? Welcome to the Clubhouse. Terrific to have your company right around Australia as we talk all things golf. Julian Bayard, Mark Allen here as well each and every week. Hey Marco. G'day Jules. Nice to see you. Got a new world number one. Uh, we do uh, at the expense of our world number one. Mm. But you know he was up there for how long? Almost 50 weeks, Jason Day. Yep. It's a mighty effort. I mean there's been... Hell's into I think there's been 19, <laughs> 19 number one, so I reckon yep. there might have been. Um, so, you know, G. Norman, 331 weeks at number one. Tiger Woods, the all-time leader, 680-something in that uh, ballpark. It's extraordinary when you think about that. Oh. 680. Never seen anything like that before. <laughs> uh I think we're going to see, I think we're going to have a year this year where we might see four or five different number yeah. ones because Jordan Spieth could yeah. very easily Inform. creep up there. Uh, Dusty's there at the moment. Uh, Jason probably only needs to win next time out mm-hmm. and he's back to number one. Uh, who else is up there? Matsuyama. Yep. Matsuyama's Inform. up there and he's a you know he's a, a poster boy these days. So there's a, there's a chance for quite a few people to become that uh, world number one in the world of golf. Justin Thomas, I'll tell you what, I'm not sure where he is at the moment, <laughs> but he's won three times. Yep. You start winning four times in one calendar year, and he's done a little corner, a little pocket of a year, then he could find himself up there. I mean, you know, VJ Singh won eight or nine times in one year. I'm not saying Justin's going to do that, but if he does win four or five times mm-hmm. in a year, maybe six times in a year, and he could, he's that good a player, then he could find his way at the top of the tree. As we sit right now, Marco, Dustin Johnson, world number one, yep. Jason Day, number two, Rory yep. McIlroy, well, well, number three. We forgot about Rory. How Indeed. easy is it to forget about Rosa? And one other, we've had Henrik Stenson. Henrik. Four. Hideki Matsuyama at five, Jordan Spieth at six, Adam Scott still right up there, world yep. number seven, wow. Justin Thomas at eight, Sergio Garcia at nine, and Alex Noren at ten. Rightio. Well, Alex Noren had the best finish to a season we've seen for a while. He's the reason that Richie Green is no longer a member of the European Tour. That's Played right. so well at the end of the year, knocked Richie out. So I don't think he's capable of getting the world number one anytime soon. Uh, Sergio, no. I don't think he's capable of getting the one, no, world number one anytime soon. But pretty much everybody else is, mm. I reckon. Justin Thomas up. When the majors start rolling around too, and the points that they get for them, it's going to be significant, Marco. I, I can't. I actually really enjoy looking at the world number one and how the rankings all work yeah. and the players sort of just yeah. jostling around. I'm glad it's not the one and only though. You know, I, no. I, I really am. I'm wrapped about that. I mean, Dustin Johnson won the PGA Tour Player of the Year last year, and yeah. you know he's only number one now. Uh, Jason Day had a good season, so. In golf, it's still about the majors, mm. in the men's anyway. Yeah, it certainly is all about the majors, and, th- and that's the way it should be. But 
To see the, to see the way Dustin Johnson cool. drives yeah, the golf ball. I mean, he Riviera is a pretty difficult golf course. Mm-hmm. Pretty difficult when you play from the back tees. Um, it's been very wet in California, and thankfully, apparently, they've had a massive drought. God knows how long, 10-year drought, I don't know. But uh, it seems like all the rain has come in the last yeah. uh, two months. So the greens were very, very bumpy. He only had one bogey in the first 62 holes. Extraordinary. Um, you know, generally, when you hit the ball that far, bogeys follow you because mm. it's really hard to hit the ball 330 yards, 300 metres, straight all the time. And eventually, you're going to get some bad luck. But he doesn't drive the ball well every once in a while. He drives the ball pretty much well every time he teases up in, the me- in, a, in an event. Yeah, He is a phenomenon. And, you know, the great players, are, I saw a tweet during the week that, you know, the greats always had some kind of little quirk along the way. So, you know, you look back, uh, Jack Nicholas had a, a so-called flying right elbow. <laughs> Doesn't look like it flies that much these days when you go back. Um, Tom Watson had a really shut club face and he didn't, hit the ball like others. He kind of swept it. Uh, then you got people like uh, Arnold Palmer had a really shut face and what's known as a bowed left wrist at the top. Um, so everyone's had their mm. little... But, you know, Dusty's shut left wrist at the top is a bit like Lee Trevino's. And one of the great things Lee Trevino used to always say, he was, you know, when he was going, he was the best hitter of a golf ball that we'd seen. And an unusual swing for the time. Again, if you go back and have a look at Lee Trevino's swing, it doesn't look too bad mm. <laughs> for the standard these days. But he had a closed club face at the top, a super strong grip, and he used to do this big figure eight at the top of his swing. Yep. And the reason he used to do it was, you know, he, he used to say that an inch either side of impact is pretty good. If you can keep your club head reasonably square to the target, an inch either side then that shores up what you can do week in, week out. But he had the shut face and the figure eight, and he felt like he could create an inch and a half either side, yeah. which made him even that much better. Yep. Low ball hitter. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have seen Lee Trevino play with today's clubs. Oh, yeah. oh, just <laughs> the ability to have a 12-degree driver and a ball that doesn't spin and um, hybrids and five woods and mm. graphite shafts. I would have loved to have seen Lee Trevino. He would have been incredible. But just like Lee Trevino had the shut club face, so does Dusty. Um, And when you slow down Dustin Johnson's swing, well past impact, his left arm and shaft and club face stay square for so long, it is unbelievable. And the left arm and shaft being in a straight line, pretty much when the glove goes past his left leg, it's unheard of. We've never seen it yeah. before. You can do it, but you don't hit the ball very far. This guy is doing it, and he's one of the longest hitters. He's in the top handful of hitters, yep. as far as distance is concerned, on the PGA Tour. Not only that, he's pretty much the straightest. Not only that, last year, over Chrissy, not this Christmas, the Christmas before, um, Butch Harmon told him to sharpen up his wedges. <laughs> and he did, and he became the most accurate wedge player from 100 to 125 yards. Yep. Which we've seen under pressure. Unbelievably talented. Yeah. Um, normally, you know, when you hit it that well, you can get the heebie-jeebies with the putter. Mm. Like we've seen, you know, Adam Scott hits the ball as well as anybody. He's got the heebie-jeebies. A number of players hit the ball beautifully and they get the heebie-jeebies. He doesn't look like he's got too many heebie-jeebies to me. No. Um, multi-skilled, multi-talented, chips the ball pretty well. Uh, but, you know, you can't go past the advantage that he has over 90% of the field 
because he drives it so well. Yeah. It's virtually he's playing off the ladies' tee <laughs> compared to a lot of you know the other players uh. on tour. He drives it just as straight as them, and he drives it fifty yards past them. Yeah, what an advantage! Extraordinary. Yeah, but he, so again, I love that. Oh, you're talking about the quirks of each player. Yeah, and I, I reckon it's fascinating to watch them and, and oh yeah, look at the quirks. I'd love to question completely without notice and if yeah. you, you can't no, think of I've a feature of these players go on. going through the top 10 so yeah. you've gone through Dustin Johnson's square yeah yeah club face bowed, bowed left wrist Jason Day what is it Jason Day his quirk is that at this stage he really believes hitting it as hard as you possibly can with the driver yeah. makes him a better player yeah that might not be a quirk. That might be a fail in the end yeah but as far as his golf swing is concerned um, I think down the track we'll say that he's not turning the hips will be a quirk mm. of what he's done. Let me go take you back a few other. Greg Norman. Yep. The one-piece takeaway <laughs> and the right foot slide to keep his hips nice and square. Um, amazing quirk. And the, the one-piece takeaway and inside on the way back and, you know, all those things. You know, Greg Norman, when you look at his swing, it's not a, it's not, no. not a copybook swing. looks beautiful. Looks unbelievable. The yeah. big follow through, the blonde hair, the big shoulders, <laughs> you know, the head stays still, the package, power. <laughs> the package looked amazing. Yep. If you break down the golf swing, it wasn't much good. Sevi Ballesteros, I mean, just to have the club that far outside, have it sitting at the top in an unusual spot, and the follow through, you know, just crazy. When he was good, he was unbelievable. When he was bad, you know, the follow through was like Arnold Palmer's. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, every, every player. I'm trying to think of some ones in that top 10. Hideki Matsuyama is obvious. The yeah, the pause, pause at the top of the swing. Yeah, the pause, the pause at the pause top. Is, and that's going to... Yep. We're going to see a lot of golfers come yep. through Asia now with a pause at the top yep. of their swing. Uh, Jordan Rollins, let's go through the top 10. Jordan Spieth, his footwork. Yep. I mean, he's he's up on his left outstep at impact. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and his grip, his grip is so weak. Uh, as weak as Jose Maria, Jose Maria Athabel had the weakest grip we've ever seen. Um, let's see who else Henrik is Henrik Stenson is putting the where he where he first moves. Yeah, the Henrik Stenson. Um, I, lo I love Henrik the way he. I like I like his systems before he plays. Yeah, um, Henrik. I reckon of all the great players, is probably the one who I would say has the least. Yeah, you know, ability to see a quirk. Yeah. I mean, I'm really happy with the way he his swing. It looks he's got an unusual follow Does he through. Move his hands a little bit forward before he putts. Like he's yeah. in a set up and then he moves them forward and then yep. goes. I yep. reckon that's a little bit of a quirk. Yeah, that's uh, that's a um, uh, uh, forward press. So yep. he certainly has a forward press. You know, go back to Roger David had the big forward. He, not Roger Davis. Not only did he have a forward press, he had a forward knee press as well. Um, Roy McIlroy's got his head tilted a funny way on yep. the way down. Spe another one with speeds is when he's putting and how he looks. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah looking at the hole. Yeah. Um, you know. It's fascinating, isn't it? What's, it is. What's yours? Phil, Phil Mickelson. Oh, mate, I hit, my, my quirk was I hit it short and crooked. <laughs> was that was say, my quirk. My quirk was I don't know where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you look at Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson's got this massive over the top. Bobby Jones, way back to Bobby Jones, had this big figure eight in his golf swing. You know, there's no... You look back. You look back over the greats. Mm. Yeah, there's not going to be too many guys like Justin Rose. In fact, Justin Rose, at this stage, will never be remembered as a great. All the guys who perfected the swing. There's many more who will be considered greats mm. than those who are seen to have perfected the golf swing. 
I'm glad you made me talk about that. Mm. It's a ripper. Who else is in that top uh, 10 that uh, you heard before? Who else we got? Uh, Rory McIlroy. Yeah, Rory McIlroy's got the head tilt the head on the tilt. way down. Adam Scott is up there. Uh, see, there's a, there's a great example. Adam Scott has perfected the swing. swing. Will we remember him as a great? Uh, he needs to win a couple more majors. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. No, I love it when people no talk about Adam Scott and they're no. talking about the mental side of the game. And every mm. player comes out and goes, "You could swing it like Adam Scott, mm. and that you could still not win a yep. lot of tournaments." Everyone knows his swing on tour is just about as good as it. Can. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. There's not a quirk there. Yeah. He, he's practiced from the time he was a little kid has yeah. been perfect. Yeah. Extension, uh, body shape, strength, club head speed. Head stays in the same place. Left foot's perfect on the mm. way through. Every shaft line's golden. His club face is perfect. He is the package as far yeah. as his swing's concerned. Unfortunately, his quirk is going to be, you know, he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't hold enough putts to, yeah. to become a great. Justin Thomas? Uh, Justin Thomas's hip action is yeah. just, you know, and his left foot in the air. It's a bit like Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson's leading foot. His wow, heel is so yeah, far in the quirk, air. Bubba Watson. His whole, <laughs> Bubba Watson, <laughs> his whole swing is a quirk. His whole swing. Uh, Gary Player, you know, he was just so flat. But yeah. I think the quirk in Gary Player was that he used to stab his putts. Like he would, he didn't have a follow through. He would hit the ball and the putter head would stop in the ground. Mm-hmm. It's like he was hitting the punch shot with every putty hit. Um, you know, Ben Hogan had this flat, you know, incredibly flat swing. Uh, Sam Snead had the big shoulder turn and the long swing. John Daly speaks for itself, just the massive long swing. Yep. Uh, Byron Nelson had the one-piece takeaway and this knee dip through impact. Ernie Yields is a swing I always Ooh, look yeah. at as being just completely looking like he's not even trying. Just an unbelievable <laughs> swing. He actually keeps – he's one of the rare players. There's only two players I've ever heard of try and keep their left arm straight. One of them's Richard Green, so it's kind of he's a left-hander. He keeps his right arm. He tries to keep his right arm straight. That's taboo. But when you look at Ernie Els at the top of his swing, his left arm looks inverted. <laughs> so, you know, everyone's worried about a bent arm the wrong way. Yeah. Ernie's got the bent arm going the other way. It's so straight. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's Ernie's quirk. Uh, and probably, you know, just, just getting the club started very, very early with no body turn. Uh, he was a beautiful swing of the golf club as well. And I, I consider Ernie a great yeah. of the game. Yep. My God, if Tiger didn't come along, Oof. and, you know, we always talk in ifs and buts, but yeah. if Tiger didn't come along, I think Ernie would have won 10 majors because Ernie tried to change his game to catch Tiger. Yep. David Duval tried to change his game to catch Tiger. David Duval, he had the most closed club face in history, more clothes than Dusty, more clothes than Lee Trevino, and he used to hit a long, this massive fade. He was a beautiful putter. Um, he wasn't looking at the ball at impact. He did a flat out nine iron, and his head, you know, if you took a picture of him at impact, his head looked like he was watching where the ball <laughs> finished. His head was so through. You know, he had a lot of quirks. Yeah. Uh, but when Tiger came along, he decided that he had to make his best golf better. Yeah. Same as Ernie Els, had to make his best golf better. I'm looking at the world number one website and they're yep. flashing through some of the former world number ones. And as you mentioned, Ernie Els, yeah. world number one for nine weeks. Yeah, just nine weeks. Just nine weeks. He came along at the wrong time. Yep. Yeah, Tiger Woods cooked him. And he tried, he tried, he tried to hit the ball further. Because I, I remember, I can remember, it was a long time ago, we were in Asia. And I was having a beer with him after a tournament. We were waiting for a plane. And it wasn't just me and him. It was yeah. Everyone was having a beer with Ernie. Everyone, yeah. lo- everyone, There's a lot of love for Ernie. And he was talking. He'd, he'd actually just been beaten by Tiger Woods in a playoff. 
in the Johnny Walker Classic at Blue Canyon Golf Club. Um, and he was saying, I don't know what we're going to do about this guy because Ernie was the longest and the best for a long time. Tiger came along and Tiger was hitting it 40 steps, 40 paces past Ernie. And he was having a beer. He was going, I don't know how we're going to catch this guy. <laughs> so I reckon from that point that Ernie was trying um, to improve the way he hit the ball. Instead of, instead of playing his best golf more often, which is what everyone should do. Everyone's best golf is good especially in pro tour pro tour land so instead of trying to make your best golf better just play your best golf more often yep. and that I think Duval fell into that I think Ernie Els fell into that I think Phil fell into that for a little while and you know what that did that gave Tiger, Tiger. even more breathing space and that's from the why best players going around he was world number one for 683 correct weeks Amundo. Got to get to a break, Marco. Going to talk about Jason Day slipping to number two. Yes. Where he can fix up his game. Yeah. Talk I want to, to talk you. about the uh, World Super 6 Perth. Yes, we will. Also want to talk about the Women's Australian Open. So what's that? I what's also, going on there? Why, why do we have two, <laughs> two tournaments up against each other mm, in this country? We'll talk about that. Yeah. Plenty more to come on this program. That's it. We'll get a break. Clubhouse, stick around. We'll be back right after this. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here as well as we talk golf right across this golfing weekend. Marco, it was a big weekend last week in Australian golf. Mm. We saw a new format. I loved Perth. it. I loved it. Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, I reckon there needs to be a few tweaks. I think there does need to be a few tweaks in the Perth World. How do you, you got to say it right. The World Super 6 Perth. Yep. I want to start this, though. Yeah, go Last on. week on the show, we talked about shortening golf. Yeah. And you said no. Yeah. Well, I don't, well, the you know the broadcast went for six hours on Saturday and Sunday. It's hardly shortening golf, <laughs> but I, I like the format. It's yeah, something okay. different. Yeah, it's a new, it's something new to golf because you know, I think uh, pretty much there's only two match play events that we care about, and mm-hmm. that's the uh, World Golf Championship match play event yep. and also the World Match Play, which these days in reality is just the IMG World Match Play. So no one, yeah, you know, gives a toss really about that one anymore. But the Accenture World Match Play, that's or what used to be the Accenture, the World Golf Championship World Match Play is an absolute cracker. And then you have 150 stroke events. Um, the Stableford event, you know those Stableford events they play from time to time. You yeah, make I an like eagle. Them. It's yeah, it's I okay, like it. not bad, but not really golf. No. Where this kind of combines both. Um, as far as the tweaks, now Brett Rumford. I mean, yep. we got to talk about him for a tick as well. He he had a big operation. He got a bit crook. They took away one foot of his intestine. Mm. And they reckon when you have that, it takes you a long time to get back in business to where you're feeling a million bucks. We're not in that time bracket yet. But in that time that he's been, he's lost his European tour card. Mm-hmm. This is a European tour event. Uh, when we got down to the quarterfinals, there were six Australians who needed a card on the European tour uh, and two others, Oosthausen and the young fellow who ended up getting into the final, 17 and a half, someone told me the other day, which is incredible. He won a tournament when he was 14. We might have a chat about that man as well in a tick. Um, so six Australians had a chance. Um, but I didn't like seeing the losers play. There were loser yeah, matches. Yeah, they didn't. So let's nick off Just the loser matches. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's get rid of them. Um, the five-shot advantage that Rummy had after three rounds. If it was a tour event, he's almost guaranteed to win. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Guar- and guaranteed to get his European tour card. So I reckon, I reckon you need to be rewarded for that. One way or another. So what do you do? You give him an extra... Well, maybe the top eight players got to buy through to the second round of the six-hole match play. Maybe, you know, if you do lead, you you get 
to two rounds. Maybe if you lead by five shots, you can go to three rounds. Yeah, yeah maybe if there's a decent lead, you get into a semi-final straight away. Straight away. Yeah, that's maybe fair. something like something that. Something like that. Um, but yeah, if he if he's just leading by one, or if he was co-leader, then you know, just nothing changes. Let's mm. just you know, you get that first round by, and away you go. I also think it's really important, um, particularly in that semi-finals and the final, that it's fast. So let's put them in carts. Yep. Let's put everybody in yeah. a cart. Well, when you're playing this at a golf, we can scrap yep. the tradition. Yep. And it doesn't matter if there's four carts in the group. Yeah. You know, one, two for the players, two for the caddies. Yep. I don't care what the situation is, but let's get going. Yep. Let's uh, move it quick. Yeah, because we don't, moving. we don't want to see the loser matches. And by the way, the losers don't want to play the loser matches. <sighs> just, you know, Louis Oosthausen, just get, just go. Thank you for coming. Thanks. You're a great ambassador. Back on the plane. You defended extremely well. Get out of here. Here's yep. your check. Take, yep. Put it in your back pocket. Nick off. Um, so I reckon there's a tweak. So I reckon the golf carts, uh, the no losers, and maybe the rewarding of position after three rounds mm-hmm. is vitally important. So that might have to be, you know, for somebody to make that decision. You imagine if someone's leading by 10 shots, they don't have a European tour card, they get into the match play, and they come up against some kid who makes four birdies in a row, and you're out. Yeah. And you've led. They are. So... I think there needs to be just a tiny little bit more of a reward for a performance yeah. like we saw Brett Rumford do in the first three rounds. In saying that, for him to continue, like he went to that playoff hole, we, all, we were all told it was going to be 90-metre hole too, by the way. It ended yeah, up being 66 metres because of the pin position, which which was good. I liked the 66, a lot of birdies. Yeah. Um, and where they had the pin, if you wanted to get it close, you had to take on the bunker, mm-hmm. and we saw a few players get unstuck that way. A lot of uh, good putts. Um, to halve somebody who yeah. stiffed it. Yep. <laughs> so I, I thought that was oh, really, really good. were really stiff when they yep. put it really close. And yeah. then some blokes just knocked in parts. And you go, yeah. what, what more can I yep. do? <laughs> I think the broadcaster needed to have a camera in a direct line with the teeing area and the pin so we could follow the shot a yeah. hell of a lot better. Like you can imagine if they had the big crane yep. looking down. You could yeah. almost have, if it was only 66 metres long, you'd have watch, almost... You see the ball the whole time. You could see the ball the whole time and the pin and the hole, almost. No worse camera... We talked about broadcasting on the show yeah. last week. Yeah. No worse camera angle, Marco, than the ball in the sky. No. No, <laughs> no, no. Him. no. So look, <laughs> next, next time around, let's just invest in a crane or something yeah. and put it right behind the pin. I've never understood why they film the ball on a blue sky background. No. And you, you could be going straight down the middle. It could yeah. be going in the trees. Like, you genuinely just don't. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where Shot Tracer <laughs> has so changed good. golf. Yep. I mean, there just doesn't now that need... they can do it, just do it all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder how much the technology is mm. to bring it down here. Yeah. Because now you don't need... Once upon a time, at every Open Championship, there was always this guy in a crane <laughs> somewhere. Like, 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 there were cranes in the last three or four holes, so that guy could follow the ball, so he could yep. look down, and he could see the ball against the greenery and in the background which was much, much easier. I mean, for a long time, I think, at Open Championships, they never worried about the crane and they were just looking straight up into the air and you couldn't see anything. Yep. But Shot Tracer, <laughs> how good? Phenomenal. I mean, honestly, how good is it? You see the numbers up in the corner, yep. ball speed, flight, how much carry. it moves either way. Yep. I mean, that is an investment that we need to make here in Australia. I mean, mm-hmm. whether all the all the people who broadcast golf, they just, just share the expense. We had the women's... The ISPS Hander Women's Australian Open at Royal Adelaide. Why is it on the same time as the World Super Six Perth? I've got no idea. Yep. But if the ABC, Fox Sports, Channel 7, if they all get their act together and say, well, let's buy the technology 
and you have it this week, I'll have it the other week, and just share the technology, then surely we can get Shot Tracer. Surely. Tracker, whatever the hell it's called, into our, our tournaments because the, the difference that makes and the information you get in this day and age, I mean, we're, we're left, we're hopelessly, hopelessly mm. left behind. Um, but the World Super 6 Perth, don't be surprised if we see up to six of them tweaked really? per year. So there might be three, three. there might be one in Australia, uh, one in the US tour, one in the European tour. I'll probably do one in Japan. South Africa or something. Yeah, one, yeah there'll be, there'll be, yep. there'll be tournaments like that everywhere. And, you know, the six holes, if they can find a golf course where the six holes are literally around, around the, the clubhouse. clubhouse. Yeah. Because the six holes that they played at Lake Karen up, you know, I, I played there a long time ago. So I hit off the 10th and they went over to the second, which in my memory seems to be a bit of a walk. The second's a fair way from the clubhouse. Um, the eighth hole was about the third hole. Uh, then they played, uh, gee, where'd they go from there? They went to the, the, the par five, the 11th, and then the 12th, and then 18. So if you could get the holes right around the clubhouse, what an experience mm. for uh, a crowd. Yep. You know, you'd only need 10,000 people through the gates on a Sunday, and it would look like there were 30,000 people there, which makes everybody happy. There's yep. noise and movement, and applause and a roar. There's nothing like going to a golf tournament and hearing roars. You know, you go to Augusta, you get through the gates of Augusta, everyone falls in love with the golf course. And the sound. But the sound, yep. the acoustics of so Augusta National Country there. Club is yeah. just hard to comprehend. Yeah, and there's nothing better than sitting there watching the golf as well on TV yeah. and someone's lining up for a putt and you hear this huge roar and you go, yeah. oh, hang on, what's going to come next? Yeah, that's the right. anticipation. That's right. And even the, oh, even the putts that don't go in. Yeah. You hear that stuff. I yeah. mean, you feel like you're somewhere. So, um, as far as a Super Six, a World Super Six is concerned, wherever they have it, if they get the right golf course, I tell you what, the roars and the sounds and the cheering, will it's just it's just another d- dimension, yep. another dimension for sure. Before we get to a break, I want to do congratulate uh, Brent Rumford, who is yep. this week's Honda Power Player of the Week. Don't forget Honda's four-stroke Lord and Garden range from three hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Only at your specialist Honda dealer. Uh, he gets his return to the European Tour. His world ranking goes yeah. from 274 to 130. Not bad. $278,000 goes in the kitty. Beautiful. And two years on the European. So I was uh, disappointed that he only got to the end of 2018. I would have thought he'd get to the end of 2019. Yeah. So I read that. I hope, hopefully that's wrong because that's just the end of this season and next season. Mm. So to me, you always need a tour. Maybe, maybe they look at the Perth tournaments as not... Not quite there. The creme de la, de la creme. Yep. Uh, of the European But it's tour. good to see another Australian get their card. Which yeah, is good, sensational. And I would have loved to have seen some of the, any of the other Australians, yeah. Wade Ormsby, all the other guys that were in the semi uh, quarterfinals. It was just brilliant to see one of our guys. And can I make this point? Mm-hmm. If we were our Australian tournaments, I'm talking about, and New Zealand, if Australia and New Zealand, if our tournaments had been on the European oh. tour for the last 25 can years, you imagine? just like South Africa's events have been on the European tour, we would have 50 players playing on the European tour today. Mm-hmm. 50. Imagine that. Imagine sitting up at night now that we've got Fox Sports and you can watch your virtually your favourite Australian players, you know. Every week. At night. And they're always a good time slot because they play so often in the um, yeah. Middle East and, oh. you know, throughout Asia. Oh, I'll tell you what, whoever was running the Australian tour, and you know who you are, mm-hmm. back in the day... You have done a massive disservice not hooking our tournaments up and not just one of them here and one of them there. I'm talking about all of them. Australian Open needs to be it needs to be done. 
Golf Australia need to get in bed with the European Tour, just like the World Super 6 Perth, the Australian PGA, and the, and the Masters every once in a while was. Mm. They've got to, it's got to happen soon. Otherwise, you know, well, how many players have we got on the European Tour? Four? Four that do half reasonable? Maybe five or six? I don't yep. know. 50 is a lot better. Yep. Make a it happen. lot better. Make it happen. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations to Brett Rumford who took out the, uh, the yep. Super 6 Perth. A- and to Hannah Jang. Yes. Who won the ISPS handout Women's Australian Congratulations. Yeah. To both she out. played the last six holes, four on the par. Five on the par. Clutch. Not bad. The important stages, Marco, which Not we like to see. too bad. Our uh, Honda Power Players of the Week for Hondas, four-stroke lawn and garden range on sale from $329. Mm. We're going to get to a break. Still plenty more to come. Marco, you want to talk about some uh, golf courses in Tasmania? Yeah, let's do it. We'll talk about that next. This is a clubhouse right around Australia. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Welcome back. It is the Clubhouse. Julian Bayard, Mark Allen with you each and every week as we talk golf right around Australia. Looking forward to uh, having a hit this weekend, Marco. Back out on the course. Been a couple of weeks since I've played. Yes, I'm keen to get you out there as well. Just had a quick hit of nine holes last week. And? Test out the golf balls. The TP5. But I'm going to take them out. I'm playing uh, Stableford. This I'm playing South African pairs. Have you played that before? Uh, how do you play that? It's where I think it's where you multiply your two Stableford scores together with your partner to form an endpoint. So if <laughs> if you had three on a hole, yeah, you have two, and I get and I wipe it, don't ah. But if I get two, then we get six. Right. It's not bad. I love it. Playing it tomorrow, so I'll report back on that format next South week. South African pairs. Pairs. I think that's what it is because my. I play with my dad, yeah. and he texts me the booking, and it said South African pairs, and I said, what the hell is this? Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds really different. good. I don't yeah, mind it. Change uh, it up for, yeah. a, for a uh, I, I do reckon when you comp. play, like I think of uh, a four ball or a, a team comp during the week, I reckon if you can still put in a card um, for your handicap, yep. so you still play, yeah. but somehow um, there's a team event, mm. I love that. Yep. I think it's great it is. Even if it's just aggregate Stableford. Yep. So it's yeah, playing with you and else. me playing each other, yeah. or whatever. As long as you can still put in a handicap. Yeah, nothing card. worse than when you're playing sort of four ball, best ball, or something like that. Yeah, and you go out there and you, you you're pumped to try and get a good score for yeah. your handicap, and you put your card in and it doesn't count. Yeah, or if your partner's no good. Yeah, and you just you're going half decent. Yeah, I mean, what's the use of even you know you feel like I'm going to waste a good round? Yeah, yeah. So I think one way or another, you should still be able to put in a handicap card. That's right. And have a teams event. Yep. It's got to be somehow, somehow, especially with all the computers and stuff. Well, it's not hard, surely. Yeah, there's got to be a formula where we can do that. Yeah, for sure. I will report back on how South African pairs Yeah, I reckon it'll be good. I reckon it'll be good. Now, I've heard a little bit of news about King Island. And before we go on to this, yes, what a tragedy. 100%. What a tragedy it was for those American tourists. And yep. God, you just you feel for them. And their wives were on the trip mm. down the Great Ocean Road. And you can just imagine Absolutely making shocking. that phone call. Um, once the police had planned out, yep. you know who was on board the plane. So, my God, what a, what an absolute tragedy! But you know, King Island, the golf down there has become such a focus that people from around the world are going. Yep. Um, and from what I've been told, two things. I've got two two bits of news from King Island Golf. One, uh, the man, the creator of Band and Dunes, which is pretty much the US's version of Barn Boogle. Mm-hmm. So it's a, you know, I think it's about eight tournaments there. Mike Kaiser is the man who, who gets that up and going. He's been down to King Island and he wants to build three. Three? On the southern tip. Wow. So we'd have three on the southern tip. You'd have Ocean Dunes uh, and Cape Wickham 
I am now, well, I know is for sale. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much. I've got no idea. So I'm, Kate I'm Wickham, thinking probably twenty million. From my memory, are they owned by the same people who own the Dunes down Wellington Peninsula? Yes, right? uh, Duncan Andrews involved with the Dunes and Thirteenth Beach. He got those both up, right. and he also got um, Kate Wickham up as well. But the project's just too big for him. It's becoming too popular. But I am, I am staggered that the Tasmanian tourism is just not all not all over this island. They understand Barnboogle and Barnboogle and uh, the Lost Farm. They understand what's happening down there. I think they employ more people at those facilities than any other facility in Tasmania. <laughs> it's a gold mine. Yeah. King Island could be the same gold mine. But you've got to help out. I mean, if if these people are willing to come down and build uh, the golf courses that people are very very keen to play, then surely Tasmanian Tourism Tourism Tasmania build a headquarters on King Island (laughs) build a runway that is better equipped for bigger planes so people would be more I mean if you you, the reason I haven't gone down there is you know I'm not I'm not wrapped about jumping in a little plane at the best of times Mm -hmm. doesn't suit me don't like it too much anxiety I don't feel you know I'll do it every once in a while but you know for for the reasons we've seen the last week but on a big plane, no worries. So why wouldn't they build a runway that is more, you know, better capable of taking... You put a whole facility around it with some oh. quality accommodation and you know a, a one-stop yeah. shop for the whole of the island. Absolutely, right in the middle of the island. Just still, you don't need much. A huge resort, bars, restaurants, and a massive runway. A massive runway. You park, you get out of the plane... You take your clubs and your bags over and they're basically just taken straight to your room. Yep. How they're not doing this, I'll never know. But imagine if you had those three courses uh, down the west, the, the Ki- we'll call them the Kaiser courses, Mike Kaiser's three courses mm-hmm. down the southern tip. You've got Cape Wickham, which is for sale, 20 million. You've got a handy 20 million, you can buy it. Um, and you've got Ocean Dunes as well. And then if you really want to make the trip, nick down to Barn Boogle. Yep. But they've got to build something better there as well as far as, you know, as for planes to land. Mm-hmm. You can fly into Lonnie, no worries, but still, you know, it's, it's an hour trip. Yep. And then, you know, stuffing around once you get your bags and clubs and everything ends up being two hours from the time you touch down, two hours. So they could be doing so much more. I know Matty Goggins got a piece of land right next to Hobart Airport, right next to it. Two golf courses, same sort of land as Pine Valley. <laughs> you think of... You know, the golf, if, if Tasmania became the golf mecca, yeah. I mean, the money that would be poured in, I mean, you know, if so many people are leaving Tassie as it is, here is an opportunity where people want to come to Tassie. They might do other things while they're down there. I mean, come on. And from what, look, from what I understand, they're getting no help. All these people building the golf courses are getting nothing. No help whatsoever. If there is, if it's, if it feels safer and like, it only has to feel safer. If it feels safer to go to King Island, that place will explode because the two golf courses that are built there are top 20 golf courses in the world. And I'm, I haven't been there, but people I know and trust in golf, and I know what they're talking about, normally they just say, no, Royal Melbourne's the one. And that's the golf kind mm-hmm. of wanker, yep. if I can say that word. They always go to Royal Melbourne, Kingston Heath. But even those people are saying, no, no, this is it. This yep. is the, one of the best golf courses in the whole world. So you've got these quality places to play golf, yep. but people make it accessible aren't feeling as safe as they need to be. So the Tassie government or somebody 
with the uh, who, who could see the vision needs to come in and help out and build that base on King Island because it's just it's, it's it's something special down there. I want to go down there and do it. Mm. But I think I'm going to have to wait a little while. Yep. Well, yeah. Hopefully, as as you said, Marco, complete condolences to yep. uh, to the people and the and the tour groups as well who who run tours down to Barn Bugle and to King Island as well. Hopefully, their yeah. business is unaffected by by this and because I know that. I know a couple of people involved in uh, in running tours down there, and they're uh, they're great people. So yeah. hopefully they can uh, they can push through. Yeah, that's so, right. That's yeah. right. Let's let's brighten things up, hey. We'll take a break. We're going to come back. Your masterclasses. What do you got for us today, Michael? Um, who just won? Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I'll base something on him. All right, that's next. Stick around. This is the clubhouse right around Australia. Marco's Masterclass. Yeah, time to get a free golf lesson from the number one teacher in golf. It is Mark Allen, who's here each and every week. We finish the show off with this uh, every week, Marco. Mm. All for Club Mandalay. Golf in Melbourne's north. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. You can save 10% on your round when you use the code CMGOLF. What are we looking at this week? Dustin Johnson. Yeah, Dustin Johnson had a big win. He's now the world number one. One of the interesting things he does when he starts his golf swing, one, the golf club comes up in the air. Bit like Jack Nicholas mm. and Greg Norman, right. two of the best drivers of the golf ball we've ever seen, and then throw in Dusty as well. There's probably three of the best drivers of a golf ball the world has ever seen. The one thing they all have in common, they start with the golf club, not resting on the ground. It's actually up. And when you talk to people like Jack and, and Greg, and, and Greg Norman got it off Jack, they say it frees up the tension. The other thing that uh, Dusty does and this is interesting because Jack and Greg you know it's frowned upon the one piece takeaway these days that Jack and Greg had you know modern teaching we don't like it and and fair enough too by the way but Dusty has the club up in the air and then he gets the club to move first before anything else so a lot of people who teach the game they want hips and shoulders and body all the turn away you know there's a hundred drills you know mm. you, you hold the shaft of the club and the butt of the clubs into your stomach yep. and you want everything to turn away that's a classic drill and a really good drill Dusty does it differently he does it the same way Ernie Els did and that is the club moves first and everything else follows so there's no right and wrong in golf technique and if you're not getting the best out of your golf game or if you're not getting the club to start the way You'd like it to. If you feel like once the club starts or your body starts uh, and you're chasing your tail from that point on, try this. And that is do it the dusty way, the world number one, the best driver of a golf ball we've seen for a long time. Have the club hovering behind the ball with the driver and get the club to move first and then follow the club. It might just be the ticket for you. There you go. Yeah, you've always got to try things. If you see stuff, it. yeah, you, golf is amazing. It's a bit like Japanese car makers golf, <laughs> to where you know they look at all the other cars in the world and they copy or they make something better that they like. Yeah. Do the same with golf. If you see something that you like in another person's game, mm. try it. Yeah. It might just be, it might just work for you. The fact that you like it might mean it works. For you. you know what the best thing about Dustin Johnson's golf game is, Marco? What's that? When you see him hit a fade and you go, no, it's not so bad that I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, mate. Elitra, he's a, I'll leave you with a famous quote from Lee Trevino. Yep. All the amateurs are trying to draw it and all the pros are trying to fade it. Hey, Marco, see you next week. See you next week, buddy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.